Welcome to our podcast. We are here to do some talk. We're not here to do any walk. We're here to back it up with our minds and our access to the internet and our access to some books. That's right. Yeah. I'm with Derek and Blake. How are y'all this evening? Living, living the dream. Living the dream. I live it every day. I don't know whose it is, but I live it to the fullest. Yes. I know we all know that as of today, there's a new Matrix trailer out talking about the next what? level of living in the Matrix. Yeah, there's going to be a fourth Matrix movie. Keanu Reeves is coming back as if he never left as Neo, even though I think he possibly died in the fourth one. I mean the third one. So, wow, we're living in a matrix, possibly, and we're gonna watch a new movie called The Matrix Something. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it says um, right here it's um gonna be The Matrix Four, December twenty second, twenty twenty one. Yeah, so that should be a wild ride. It's The Matrix Four. This has gone too far. Let's return to reality. <laughs> yeah. Matrix 4, colon, the reset button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tonight we're talking about some WTF moments and just world events. What's going on? This has been a wild roller coaster. And yes, we're referring to that one where people broke their bones that we have been on in the past. 18 months or two years and even before that but tonight um we're gonna talk about some of our favorite wtf moments and wth not in the sense that they're beloved but in the sense that they're interesting and we want to know what the hell or fuck is going on and as always the the hardest part about 14 days to flatten the curve is always the first 18 months. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, Does anybody have one that they want to start with? I have a couple on the docket ready. So whenever y'all want to also. You go ahead. Mm. I'm going to start out with a really soft one, okay? Um, I found out in this past year... That we don't know where eels come from. And we don't know how they reproduce. And you can look this up. You can. And like. And the fact that I've eaten eels. Like on sushi is super disturbing. Being that I think that they're now aliens. And we're just freaking plucking them out of the ocean. And eating them. Um, They. All eels. When they reproduce. Travel to an area around the infamous Bermuda Triangle and but nobody knows how they reproduce no scientist has ever seen an eel's reproductive organs and no scientists have never found out like how they keep coming and really exactly where they come from they know that they go breed in that particular area but they don't know if that's where they originated so There's this really big mystery behind eels and that opens up a whole other can of worms for me in the sense that we don't know 
anything about the ocean, anything at all. And that opens up my brain to it's very possible that the ocean, you know, is then like species in the ocean are the dominant species on earth. And we're just a secondary species that's like the land people. And that's why aliens don't talk to us because they're here in the, in the ocean, because the ocean is over 70% of our planet and ocean people are like, yeah, we don't want to talk to them because they're not at peace and they're still in different countries and they all fight with each other. So a little bit back, um, I, uh, I had a dream that Blake, you made a documentary about the ocean and I saw the DVD cover and it was just like you smiling with your arm, like out, like all happy. And you would like discovered all these things about the ocean. So I hope you still do that one day. But anyway, that's my thing. That's very interesting. And, and I would love to add something to that just for my own opinion and speculation. Is that I think that that is just one more thing about the Bermuda Triangle that uh, <laughs> I don't personally believe that we know so little about the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. I feel like I feel like it, uh, it's everybody says it's a mystery because it holds secrets, not because people don't know about it. It seems that it holds a lot of secrets about things and Earth and uh, origins and. Because it's because you know we human beings have been on this earth for uh, a debatable amount of time, which is very, very large, and uh, and the fact that we know nothing about this one thing is that the fact that we know so little about about this one location that's close to shore and very, very verifiable and very and very uh, easy to investigate this area and somehow there's this huge speculation that we can't uh, oh well if you fly over it your plane will disappear or if you get in the water you're uh, you know you'll disappear and all this and I'm like I don't I don't really believe that you know I, be- I would believe that about some place like in the middle of the sea or something of that nature but it's very it's very confusing that uh, and say, hey, this place that's you know starts four miles away from the shore of Florida, we can't uh, we we can't we can't research it, we can't check anything out. It's just very suspect and very suspicious that mm-hmm. it's it's something that seems so easily uh, obtainable that we have to, but we have to stay away from it. But we can go twenty miles past that, and and, uh, and we can tell you everything that's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. That is very suspect. Blake probably knows more about the ocean than us because he lived by it and he did studies um, and classes that had to do with it. So do you have any thoughts about the ocean and the Bermuda, maybe and or the Bermuda Triangle? I mean, just the fact that we know zero about the vast majority of it. I mean... (laughs) There's no telling what's down there, what kind of like chemicals and uh, different substances are down there, different kinds of every time they go down to they call it Challenger Deep down there. 
um, off the coast of Japan. Oh. They, which is the deepest uh, point in the ocean that we know of, that we know okay. of. Every time they go down there, they find a new species of fish. Um, the, some of the craziest things you've ever seen. And there's no doubt that something's down there that could truly advance our society. Like there's fish down there that they survive on these extreme pressures with no light, no anything. And they're glowing this, you know, this really glow of like, you know, light coming off of them. And it's like, man, they, they're like energy self-sustaining down there. So there's, there's no telling what's, what's down there, in my opinion. And yeah, maybe even cured for, for diseases based on what we find. And so who knows? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's fascinating. And, you know, and I, I, I'm not telling the exact quote or whatever, but I know NASA has just said, leave the ocean alone. Let's go to space. And like <laughs> to be a sci like a scientific group with a curiosity for exploration. And if it's to so quote unquote help our society, like starting in the ocean would be the best place to me, you know? So it makes you wonder like if there really isn't something in the ocean that every time we really try to truly explore the ocean, they're like, you get back on land, you get out of here, get out of our face. Yeah. And so yeah. what happened a couple of weeks ago when they blew up this huge bomb in the deep depths of the ocean, right? I don't know if y'all saw this, but there was, there was thousands, thousands and thousands of fishermen that, you know, go out and fish this area and, you know, catch, you know, crab or whatever, whatever fish is in that area, right? And so they, lots of them did a lots of live videos on social media and posted a lot of things that the entire surface of the ocean in that, in that area for like a hundred square miles was just solid with some kind of eggs Yeah. that were transparent and they were showing them on, on, on there. Like, and some of them, you know, say, you know, I'm going to save these and see what happens. But like, it seems super suspicious once again, yeah. that, that we, we bombed the depths of the ocean for no explained reason and now there's you know literally like uncountable numbers of some sort of egg floating on the surface you know what 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 what's going on what's, what's this is not fine this is not okay we cannot agree no. with this what's going on guys <laughs> yeah, hey 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 uh what's that and 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 that's my favorite question in the world is you know hey what's that yeah I mean, and for being a species that has such a natural curiosity like that, you know, like, I want to know, I want to learn more about these species in the ocean and all of that. But, yeah, when you think about it, it's just this huge component of our Earth that we live on and we're inhabiting right now that we don't know about. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then there's, like, you know, the city of Atlantis. And then there's all these, like, myths about the ocean you know like mermaids or mer people and you know all of this stuff that you know so many people have claimed to seen you know claimed to have been seen i was listening to coast to coast a few nights ago and they were talking about the loch ness monster and how they're like oh it's just a dinosaur remnant because 
the Loch Ness area was closed off. So it just still lived there until it died, you know? And I'm just like, so casually, they were just like, yeah, they just survived there because it was closed off and like the meteor didn't hit there or whatever. And like, so I mean, like how many dinosaur type creatures or ancient creatures are still just in the ocean and we're like oh the blue whale's the largest and seeing a blue whale in real life i've never done that but that would be the craziest thing because it's like the most massive creature right but what if there's things that are more massive no totally because i mean go ahead Eric. no i was just agreeing uh the galapagos islands so they're this little tiny island in the middle of the ocean that's been closed off from for for a long time from anything right yeah they have species of animals and everything that there's nowhere else in the world it's the same thing you're talking about how the Loch Ness monster could be in that enclosed space and they just haven't had contact with any other any anything else right you know and so it's definitely possible stuff like that exists is it is a Galapagos island is that the one with the tribe of people they've never been in contact with typical humans or is that another place i, I think that's another place, place. I, I watched I, I feel ridiculous for not remembering the name of that island but i, I, I recall here very recently watching a documentary about this island that that it's again it's illegal to like go there or come in contact with the the tribes that live on this island and so the U.S. military flew over there at one point, like to just check what was going on. You know, that's what the, we were told, anyway. Right. And then, like, they went back like a week later, and they had like built a uh, a replica of like a helicopter and the military plane out of like sticks on the ground, like as if they were worshiping the, you know, what the U.S. military had sent over there. Yeah. And uh, it was it was it was interesting. It, it was. It's old news. It's old news. I'm sure many. I'm sure majority of people listening have heard that already. But and forgive me for forgetting the name of the island and the tribe because I'm retarded at this moment. You're fine. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, but yeah, and it's kind of like messing with you know the prime directive. That's kind of what we're doing to that island. It's like the Star Trek idea that whenever you visit a civilization, you're not supposed to interfere or share any technology or even like show them like the way you dress because that could alter their belief systems and we want them to like develop in their own time, which is interesting, you know. Because it's like if we went to space and we just encountered something, like, wouldn't we just, like, automatically accidentally do that? I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. the tribe doesn't even know about COVID. I hope they got their <laughs> vaccines. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, because they're just in real danger. Yeah, I listen to, I listen to, I'm not going to use podcast names, but I listened to a podcast the other day. And the guy, the guy that was the guest on the podcast was just talking about, he was like, man, he goes, there's some guy right now in the middle of a jungle living next to a waterfall for the next eight months that has no idea how mad he's supposed to be about the coronavirus right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it made me feel good. Because... <laughs> yeah. So that was my one. Um, it was, you know, the eels, but then ultimately that's just one thing. 
you know, about the ocean in like, what the hell? And like, it's so overwhelming when you think yeah. about it, you know, even looking at the ocean, it's like, you have to have respect for it. And it's like, I only go about, you know, a couple of few yards out, you know what I mean? If I'm not in a watercraft. So, um, mad respect for the ocean and any ocean people listening to our podcast, we support you whether you want to meet us or not. But, um, I, yeah, it is terrifying, not in a way that I'm staying up all night with anxiety about it, but like, it's like a respectful fear of the ocean because it's unknown. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Any other WTF? Well, uh, I had one, um, but you, you brought up COVID and I remembered another one. Okay. Um, yeah, now this one, plenty. this this one, it's either gonna blow y'all's mind or you've already heard it and you'll be like, oh, I know that. So, as we know, okay, the vaccines were under emergency use authorization from the FDA from yes. when they were created until like, see, let me see the date on this. Um, until April sixteenth of this year, they were on emergency use authorization. Okay. Since and, and 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 let me be clear. Everybody's tired of hearing about COVID and vaccines and all that stuff. And um, but too bad. <laughs> yeah, talk about but, whatever you want. This is our but podcast. but uh, but yeah. Um, I'm tired of hearing about it too. And there's crazy stuff. But so anyway, so it, it was under emergency youth authorization, and then it was just taken off and given full FDA approval. When? Uh, uh, it was on the 16th of April. So, April? of April, 16th of April, the Pfizer shot got the full FDA approval. Okay, so here's the deal. For it be to be under, so first let me back it up and tell you this part. Why is it that the media, the doctors, the FDA, and vir virtually everybody is telling the entire world, or mainly the United States, that you cannot take uh, uh, what's the what's ivermectin? It doesn't yeah. work. It's it's yeah. stupid. Don't take it. What's that other one they were saying back in the beginning? Hydro something. Hydroxychloroquine. Why yeah. are they saying that these things you can't take them? I'll tell you why. But the thing is, this new one that people are using ivermectin. If you go in Japan, they are recommending that drug for the treatment from the Japan World Health Organization. Wow. People. And I'm not saying you should take it. I'm not saying you shouldn't take it. I'm not saying any of that. So what does this all mean? Come to find out for the FDA to have emergency use authorization for the vaccine, there cannot be a active, um, effective treatment of any kind for any other drug. So the only way they could get this vaccine out and into, into the public was there to be no other treatment. Oh. And, it's, and I'm not making this up out of some fringe website on the corners of the web, <laughs> okay? This is directly, I'm gonna screen share so y'all can see this. I don't know if y'all are into this as much as I am. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's fascinating. Absolutely. So 
This is it. This is from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration website, the FDA. This is their release of why they revoked their emergency use authorization for the mRNA vaccines. Well, the, the Pfizer one. It says, today the U.S. Food and Drug Administration revoked the emergency use authorization that allowed for the investigational monoclonal antibody therapy, blah, 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 to be used for treatment. Uh, basically, it's saying that since there are treatments for it, it does not get emergency use authorization anymore. Oh. And so, sorry, yeah. And so they had to give it full authorization. Oh, so like basically it wasn't that they were seeking full authorization. It was like, this is all we can do. Yeah. Right. So they had, they had to say that these other drugs or therapies or medicines are not effective. They had to find a way to write that on paper that everything else is not effective. Yeah. And that's right. how they received their authorization. Yeah. The only, think about it. The only way for them to push this vaccine so hard on everybody and people to believe it is if it was the only treatment for it. Right. Right. If people can hmm. go get a drug from the store or maybe they emergency authorized uh, the mass distribution of ivermectin or hydrochloric and whatever it might be. Well, people would rather go do that than get a vaccine. Or at least some people. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Basically, it's. You know what I mean? They had to push this vaccine. Look at all the money that was spent on it, you know, that's been made on it. There's, it's so crazy. And, uh, yeah. So. That's, okay, that's, so a, that's a big chunk of news to me because, uh, to my knowledge, we were still under emergency use, emergency use authorization only. Yeah. I didn't, I was unaware that it was, uh, it was, uh, fully authorized yeah and and i think it's so crazy that we just any treatment that's not the vaccine the media all the doctors it doesn't matter what it is they don't they might not even hear about it or studied it you know it's uh, it's not gonna work it's just not gonna work you know you're crazy you know what i mean yeah okay so i have a question just for clarification um on my end so when it had when all of these vaccines had emergency approval right that was they can only give emergency approval when there's no other treatment was that what you were saying or from from, from what i gathered it was if if there's no other treatment that's not fda approved for it then they can emergency use it in emergency situations oh okay gotcha mass produce it produce it and Okay. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 yeah that I mean, makes sense. I mean, yeah. in, in, in any case, emergency use, when everything else is stated not to work or not be effective, the FDA says, you know, hey, for emergency use authorization. At the same time, when they say that nothing else works, that means that's the only thing that they can use. Right. Right. Even, yeah. even though they can't prove its effectiveness. Right. Am I saying that correctly? I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my question was, was like, now that Pfizer is FDA approved, does that mean that they found that other treatments are actually viable and so it had to get FDA approved? 
I think either they did and they haven't told us yet or released that information or okay. or it's just already out there all over the world, but not in the United States. And they would look yeah. completely dumb to say there's no other treatment in the world, especially yeah. when doctors are actively um, prescribing patients things like okay. ivermectin and the Z-packs and all that stuff. That makes sense. Wow. I did not know that. That's fascinating. Yeah. And also a WTF, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And I, I, I honestly, I thought I was really up to date on that situation. And you just proved to me that I am not. And I thank you for that information. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I really wasn't following it until actually I found a video of the guy talking about this on TikTok. I'm like, let me go check because some, some stuff people say you can't, you can't believe, right? Yeah, you TikTok's, TikTok's amazing. Look for it. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah, but there is a lot of stuff on TikTok that like makes you feel like you're joining a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Their algorithm it. is crazy specific. I mean, yes. yes. I mean, within five minutes, I was seeing fishing posts, car posts with the motor that I like. Um, <laughs> you know. It was, yeah. Last night I was with Derek, which is my my boyfriend Derek, not brother Derek. Um, um, we were talking about dog collars because you know I'm gonna get a puppy in a few months, and um, we were talking about it, and then we were like scrolling TikTok, and then like an advertisement for the specific dog collar brand that I had mentioned popped up on TikTok. I'd never That's searched for it. I've never searched for it. We had just saw it in the store. I'm telling you. It's, <laughs> it's either, yeah, TikTok is either run by a really smart AI artificial intelligence or aliens or both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is so crazy. So uh, I have I have another one if y'all y'all are ready. Yeah. Are you, ready? You, you got one, Derek? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. 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 So another article that, or something that was in the news about two days ago, Jeff Bezos, who, you know, I am a huge fan uh -huh. is backing, is backing a Silicon Valley scientist who is working on a gene therapy program to cure aging. He spent sure. millions of dollars into this program. He wants to, reverse aging so that he can live forever of course he does yeah so that that's, was like that's wild <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's i mean in 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 in, in modern society with the science and technology that that us common folk are unaware of it's probably not that obtainable it's probably extremely obtainable but Coming from a poor person's perspective, I'm like, wow, that is ridiculous. Mm hmm Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Um, yeah, he's so creepy. Can we just, like, be real about that? Like, I, you know, have no affiliation with Amazon, so I'm just going to say that. But, like, you know how, like, all of these billionaires like they try to like elevate them as like cool or have some kind of 
niche like you know bill gates is like a fun nerd who can jump over chairs and like elon musk is like ooh, he smokes marijuana cigarettes how cool you know and it like makes us love these people that step on the backs of middle class and lower class people to make money but um jeff bezos just seems like a creeper a real creepy creeperson and like i don't there's nothing about him that would indicate to me that he even has a personality like i don't <laughs> i don't understand like he he seems very uncaring towards humanity obviously but i what what who who is that like who is he and like i know when you become a billionaire i don't know this but i would guess this that you're just so removed from the worries of normal people that you start to think about stuff like immortality, like this article, you know, and he probably thinks he can attain it. And for all we know, he probably can. Right. Oh, totally. But I mean, he's so weird. Like he's creepy, you know, like your intuitions are like going off, you know, like, I feel like if I met him, I'd be like, ugh. You know, not that he would even pay attention to me, which is fine, but, like, what the frick? Yeah, look at these pictures of him. Like, he's, oh. Have y'all have y'all seen his eyes? Like, his eyes, it's like, all I want to do is see a picture. His, his, it's like his eyes um, are two, from two different humans. Yes. Look at that. Yes. Yes. He has a lazy eye. Yeah. Oh, is that is it that? Right? I don't know. I feel like I kind of have I don't I have a very asymmetrical face, so I feel for that, but I don't really feel sorry for him at all. I, I feel like I feel like he's the third least human human ever to exist. Yes. Well, who's the top two? Oh, oh it'll be uh, Mark Zuckerberg is 100% to me. The least human human that has ever walked the face <laughs> of this planet. Yes. And, oh, I forgot about him. Not even because he's creepy, but just because I, I, I just I, I don't I don't like him as a person and yeah. things like that. I would say Jack Dorsey would be number two. I don't know who Jack Dorsey is, do I? He uh he, he's basically Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so yeah. Jack Dorsey owns the rest of social media that uh that mark zuckerberg does oh not. is he the twitter guy yes okay yeah if you saw him in public you'd be like oh that's a normal person but then you hear him talk on television or on anything and you're just like this this is a guy that deserves to blank 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 ah and i don't know that's, yeah. that's my opinion it's my opinion I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Don't take my scientific advice and don't take my medical advice because they are my opinions from my own research. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just like, I, I, I really dislike the glorification of people who don't care about humanity. And I think none of them do. But anyways. Yeah, all creepy. I sorry I went off on a tangent there, but um, yeah, I, I feel like you know that's something that like 
even, you know, we hear the stories when we're learning history, right? That there was, um, you know, the alleged fountain of youth and, you know, like the explorers, the conquistadors, and, you know, we're all searching for just like that valley and whatever that was or that existence. And so it's an ongoing theme, you know, in humanity to want to seek that, but good grief. Yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow, he, he spent a whole movie trying to get the Fountain of Youth. Yeah. <laughs> See where that got him? Divorce proceedings. <laughs> Just kidding. Yep. Yeah. Any more? Well, I, I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say I don't want to be controversial, but I'm gonna, sh- I'm just going to. Do it. And I'm gonna say one word, and everybody's gonna be like, oh, <gasps> Afghanistan. <laughs> what in the actual flip is going on? Like, like this is, you know, and and. I want to say that I don't want to get political about it because I, don't, I really don't like politics, but I follow politics a lot because it tells us a lot about what's going on in the world that we live in. Yeah. And and I, I do my best to not uh, knock our president, regardless of who our president has been over the years that I've been alive. Right. This is very out of pocket, if you will. This is very ridiculous and it upsets me personally a lot and and that should tell the world that it's ridiculous because i am uh i am not part of the armed forces i never have been i am uh i'm not a politically charged person and i never have been but but this, this is very bothersome to me just the entire situation that has unraveled and the person in charge of our country has had the audacity to blame it on other people and ignore questions about it. And it's, it's, it's very upsetting. And uh, I will have everyone know that I, uh, I sent a letter to the IRS and uh, I also I sent a letter by mail to the IRS, and I also sent an email to the IRS that uh, I would like a refund on my taxes for this year, and that I refuse to pay taxes this year for uh, leading $88 billion worth of taxpayer money over there and giving it to a terrorist group whom we have been fighting for 20 years. and. Uh, Thanks to our wonderful commander and queef. Uh, <laughs> after 20 years, the U.S. government has managed to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. Yep. And, and, and I'm losing my mind about it. <clears throat> yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. That was spot on. That is the biggest WTF moment um, of this, the last, I mean, it's just so, so crazy. It doesn't make, nothing about it makes sense. Nothing. I have a lot to say about this, but I want y'all to talk for a while. 
<laughs> no, you go ahead. Blake, what's going on in your picture? Do you have a small child next to you? I think it's his leg. Hey, leg? Okay. That was, that was <laughs> creeping me out just for a second. It was your knee. It looked like there was a small child under the table or something. I was like, what's going on? I didn't think you had children. Oh, come on. I don't I don't hide children at my house. I'm not Hillary Clinton or nothing. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I, the, I have a, that was my other WTF thing, but I have to talk about Afghanistan first if y'all have time. Um, okay, are y'all ready for this? Go yep. for it. I've probably told y'all both this story, but a very small population of the mainstream world knows this story, and I have a personal connection to it, so it's one of my favorite stories to tell. So, picture yourself in the 1970s US, okay? Bell bottoms, disco, really big cars, you know, driving driving a big old Mustang and um, drinking Coca-Cola, you know, Mm -hmm. like big old boots, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. The exact same thing was happening in Afghanistan in the 1970s. Afghanistan still, of course, had its issues between um, Sunnis and Shias, but Afghanistan was starting to become a democracy, right? So there was only one problem with that, and that was the dreaded Soviets, okay? And it kind of froze. Are y'all still there? Yep, I, I'm here. I, Derek's okay. frozen. Okay. Um, as long as you can still hear me. Um, so the Afghans, they, um, you know, were fighting the Soviets and the Soviets invaded because this was a time period in which um, they were trying to expand communism, right? So, so they say. And so the Soviets were attacking Afghanistan and still to this day, Russia has a lot of interest in Afghanistan because bum, 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 Afghanistan is the largest opium producer in the world. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they also have a lot of minerals and mountains. And I mean, it's a very rich country for resources. Okay. So, you know, whenever people say that, they're going over like they're going to war over an ideology that's false because our main god in this entire world is money so anyways so in this war goes on for about 20 years this invasion of afghanistan and the soviet union so in the 80s and 90s um there's a couple people of course the cia takes interest but there's a couple other people Specifically, a really petite, 90-pound, blonde Houston socialite that takes a huge interest in the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. Her name is Joanne Herring King. She's still alive today. She's in her 80s. She's foxy as hell, like this little petite lady. Like, if you Google her, um, Blake's really good at sharing his screen. Like, she's... That's, yeah. Anyways. Can you say your name again? Yeah. Joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, Herring, H-E-R-R. There she is. Um, she looks kind of like our grandmother in a way once you see the picture. 
but this lady has had some fabulous work done. Um, anyhow, so she decides that she does not like the Soviets and she does not like communism. And she goes to a representative in around the Austin area called Charlie Wilson. And she's like, Charlie, I don't like, he's just a U.S. rep for Texas. She's like, Charlie, I don't like how these Soviets are bullying our Afghan friends. And so she, with her funding and the funding of the CIA, she goes to Pakistan and she makes Charlie go to Pakistan and get, you know, permission and weapons. And ultimately, we give American weapons to the Afghans because their biggest problem was that the Mujahideen, which was their soldiers, were not able to shoot down the Soviet helicopters. And so we gave them weapons to do that. And, drum roll, inadvertently, those weapons are what we are the reason that the Taliban was formed because the Mujahideen are the people that turned into the Taliban because when the U.S. got over there, they started stealing resources and they didn't like that. And ultimately, yeah, Charlie Wilson's War, there's a whole movie about it. Um, but Joanne Herring King is really the one that did it. It's not Charlie Wilson. She just got him involved. And um, so this little socialite from Houston. Oh, my God ultimately caused the Taliban and Al-Qaeda because had they not had these weapons and had they not had these resources, they would have never been able to be formed. Anyways, I wanted to tell that story to say that we, the United States, inadvertently, like, I don't think it was this woman's, you know, plan to do that ever she wanted to help stop the spread of communism because those are her political beliefs but i met her one time and i was just like in awe because this is like the most influential person i've ever met you know for our world and um it just blows my mind that that can happen and that that did happen and um <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. That's my favorite story to tell. Thank you all for listening. That's very interesting. And so when you think about that, like I said, those weapons are still being used today. And that's why the Taliban, um, Al-Qaeda specifically, that's how Al-Qaeda was formed, really inadvertently. But she made that happen because otherwise it wouldn't have happened because they wouldn't have had weapons to take over a country. And these were the extremist religious people who did not want a democratized country. And they were the ones that ultimately got a hand on the weapons. And so, I mean, the U.S. has had their hand in this. And it's a what the F thing. Yeah, because like you were saying, we just leave these people. and But then we spend all this money, you know, in our taxes. And they were saying like it was like $100 billion a day or a week or something that we were spending, right? And that it just, yeah, I don't know. But um, you know we went over there for resources. 
because America's yeah. run on money and capitalism and greed. It was, you know, if we democratize stuff, that's because they, we think we can control it. And that's just, that's what I think. That's only my opinion. But yeah, I was reading, yeah, it was um, like something a day. Yeah, there we go. Anyways, I'm done talking, y'all. Y'all, um, well, so that is an incredible story. Wow. <laughs> um, there's, I think that it's fair to say that 9-11 Afghanistan, we are so, we, we are not educated on what happened between like 1950 and 2000 in Afghanistan in this country. Nobody yeah. knows. Uh, I mean, people know, but you have to really do some digging and figure it out. And yeah. There's so many coincidences with this lady and, and her book and movie with what actually happened. Yeah. Tom Hanks played Charlie Wilson and Julia Roberts played her in a movie. I think it was like in 2014 or something called Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, yeah. And there's a book after it. Yeah. And, oh, 2007. Um, yeah. Fascinating. Weird. Um, and it's like, but then it's just, it goes back to it. Like she was a billionaire. I don't know if she still is a billionaire, but a billionaire is so significantly, significantly different than a millionaire, you know, mm -hmm. like, like we know people that have made, you know, that are millionaires and they can still be like people. Right. But there's such a separation when you have that kind of money. So you start making these moves that it's like, you know, control the world, you know, you know, change it for that in that way. And it's like perspectives change, I think. And it just gets so bizarre. And um, I just, uh, my heart is so heavy for the Afghan people. I don't know. I, I, I kind of refuse to believe. I don't know a lot about how the military works, but I do know that a big bulk of the military is not like actually people that, um, you know, in, enlist in the army. I do know that the bulk of the military, a lot of people are contract mercenaries, right? Y'all probably know more than that. But, um, but I refuse I, to believe that we weren't making more money than we spent, but for those contractors. It's so crazy to think that at the same time, the rise in uh, opiate-related um, illnesses and addictions and, um, and deaths just rose through the roof in the entire United States, right? We right. go over there and we happen to invade the same country that produces... 90% of heroin globally and who has the most poppy fields right in the entire world and you know who also had a lot of poppy fields Vietnam really? <laughs> isn't that interesting it was the war on drugs and the drugs won both times Sorry. <laughs> they did. They it's did. It's kind of dark. Yeah. So, um, 
so being that it's the 20 year anniversary of um the fake i'm sorry uh don't be sorry <laughs> it's so sad because i i don't know what to believe mm -hmm. and i don't uh you feel real bad for people who if it's very all true, lost their lives in a really horrific way on 9-11. Yeah. But at the same time, you see things that you know is not sitting right in your head. This is not happening. And then you read things that can't just be coincidences. And you, you just can't. They're asking everybody to just believe in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they have such a good track record. <laughs> hmm. Mm. I feel like we all we all just we're so tired of the BS, you know. Yes. It's just like we're just so tired of it. I mean, it, yeah. At a certain point, these are not conspiracy theories anymore. Like. And with the age of information that we're in and really surpassed because now we just have unlimited everything. But in this age that we're in, we're able to do very almost instantaneous research. I mean, if we're really looking and we know how to research and we can just disprove all these claims and all these narratives and it's sad and it's overwhelming, but it feels purposeful to be overwhelming you know what i mean like yeah. they want you to be overwhelmed because then you just give up right yeah i i would say so no i agree and that's i think that's the biggest one of the one of the biggest issues with with uh how how would i say it with uh with common media yeah is uh, <clears throat> they want us to believe their narrative and make it difficult to research and difficult to disprove when they also control the search engines and the the way we grab resources and and get information and it's just frustrating and and I think that's what's uh, developed so many uh, quote unquote conspiracy theorists over the last almost two years is just that you know everybody's well do your own do your own research and you go to do your own research and then you try and check the same thing the next day and it's missing or it's been blocked and it's wow. I don't, and, and, and i'll use our uh, our quote-unquote pandemic you know as as a example but it's just you know, you can look something up one day about it and look it up the next day and you're going to have different information. And it's it's frustrating for people that just want the truth. Yeah. And I mean, and it goes for just about anything that you will ever see on mainstream media or anything on alternate media that you search or you listen to or you pay attention to is that. You look up, you look it up today, and it says this. You look it up tomorrow, and it says that. And you look it up the next day, and you can't find it. You know, it's just it's 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 extreme overthrow of control of information, and it's it's frustrating, and it's 
honestly, I think it's going to cost more lives than the virus ever will. Because information. Yeah, and 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 I'm one of those people that 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 yeah, I'm concerned about the virus. I I believe that it exists, and I believe that it's threatening. But what I need to make of those those things is uh, difficult to research because the information that I want to make me feel better about things changes every day. And sometimes it tells me that uh, I'm on the right path, and sometimes it tells me that I'm going to die in five minutes. And it's it's awful. Look what's happened to Australia. Yeah. Australia is... We've seen a lot of devastating things in our in our lifetime, and Australia is the most devastating thing that I've ever seen. This is this is one of my other points and topics that I want to talk about was Australia. I, I my heart has never gone out so hard to anybody that I've ever met in my life, as hard as it goes out to the people in Australia. You know, because they they're dealing with the same problems I am, and my thing is I always trying to put myself in somebody else's shoes, and. I have no idea how I would respond to what they're going through. Yeah. You know, this is an entire country that's locked inside of their homes, being patrolled by military helicopters and police on the streets. And if they don't get vaccinated, then they don't get their rations for the day. They don't get food. They don't get water. They're going into these people's houses and, and blocking, you know, deliveries from the Postal Service and Amazon and things like that. And I was listening to today a guy talking about that they'll come to his house and they're, they're out there managing his deliveries. And he's only he'll order a 12 pack of beer and he's only allowed a six pack a night. And so they will literally take six of his beers and pour them out in the fucking street in front of his house. Excuse my language. No, but I'm just like, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't I don't know that even 12 beers would make me feel good at night. If I was living in, in, you know, the scenario that they're living in, it's, it's, it's frustrating because I have no power to do anything about it. Yeah. And if anybody thinks that there's a way that I could have power to do something about it, please tell me and I will find a way to use that power to do something about it. It's, it's tearing people apart because they feel the same way that I feel is that they don't know what to think. They don't, they don't understand the virus slash vaccine slash Everything. It's 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 frustrating. And you know, I, I I am not vaccinated whatsoever and neither is anybody in my house. I would not be against getting vaccinated if I could get some information about it. If if the vaccine comes in this box and you pull out the ingredients slash instructions and disclaimer disclaimer papers out of it, but you pull it out and it's a three foot by two foot piece of paper that's blank. And they don't want to tell you anything. Oh, it's safe. It's safe. It's going to make you feel good. Here, take this. And then, and then in 21 days, take another one. And then in six months, take another one. And so on and so on. No, if, if we had more information that it could be verifiable, I think I think it would be a lot less of an issue. But we're sitting here in the dark, just kind of floating around in limbo. I feel like I live in purgatory right now. But, it's not so good, it's not so bad, but I don't really know which way to lean because I don't have any information. Yeah. I mean, and that's very valid, you know, and, like, I haven't gotten the vaccine either, but I've been advised 
by both of my doctors. I'm not going to say their names or anything, but um, my primary care physician and my immunologist, I have um, an immune disorder and my immunologist believes that if I take the vaccine, I'll have a very severe reaction. And he thinks with my immune disorder that my body would fight off the vaccine like it does everything else and that, you know, I would be fine. So, you know, I have not taken it. I'm not an anti-vax person per se either, but I agree not having that information and just kind of blindly getting something. Um, my primary care physician warned me against it because she had um, patients that were my age of like childbearing years that were having reproductive issues already from taking the vaccine. And she's like, if you don't have to take it, you know, she's like, you don't need to take it. Yes. She, didn't, she didn't necessarily <clears throat> say take it or not take it, but she just told me, you know, yes. she wasn't breaking any HIPAA laws. She didn't name any yes. or anything, but so and that's just why I haven't. I, I heard an, an, an immunologist that is very pro-vaccine make a statement that, that made me feel a little better but still didn't make me want to go and just jump out. And she said that, that, you know, you know, there's a lot of side effects. There's a lot of people that have died after taking the vaccine that could be caused to the vaccine. And there's a lot of people that haven't. And she explained it that, you know, if, if you give a million people this vaccine, a lot of people are going to get sick and a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. But if you give a million people a peanut and force them to eat it, a lot of those people are going to get sick and a lot of people, a lot of those people are going to die. Yeah. Everybody's body is going to take things differently. And yeah. so everybody, yeah. everybody should be cautious and be aware of what they're doing. And yeah. that's the way that I feel. That's the reason that, that I, I'm not a hundred percent on board with it yet. I'm not a hundred percent on board with a lot of things, but, but I'm, I'm a very skeptical person and I, I like to do my own research. And unfortunately there's not a lot of research for me to do on this topic. Yeah. Other than, other than, you know, you see, you see weird things happening with it, which makes it more skeptical than anything. Is that you know, like Minnesota did this thing where like we'll give, they started it, like, we'll give you a hundred dollars to get the vaccine, and then, and then they had like a, they'll give everybody a raffle ticket as well, and you know, you know, they gave away five custom engraved hunting rifles and three half college scholarships, and I was like, well, that's weird. But, you know, I've seen weird things. It's okay. But, like, my 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 main skepticism is, is, is going to come from lack of information. And then my secondary skepticism is going to come from, you know, okay, so my secondary skepticism is going to come from my skepticism of our government. And, uh, yeah. you know, if if it's so useful and it's so helpful, I w why would they give it to me for free? You know, why, why, why are people dying? Because they can't afford insulin that keeps them alive. But this, this virus is killing the entire planet. They're going to give it to us for free and pay us or, or give us some incentive to do better. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't understand. It's confusing to me and it, it, it makes me nervous. I just I need more information 100%. That's the way. That's what I need. I need more information and and I need peace of mind. It's not just somebody saying, "Oh, it's fine. Here. Do this." Yeah. Because 
I've seen crackheads that'll be like, yeah, just smoke this crack. It'll make you feel good. And, <laughs> and I'm like, no, my, my research has told me that I know better. Yeah. Not to say, I don't know for a fact that it's bad. I don't know for a fact that it's good. I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm not a doctor. Don't take health advice from me. This is my personal opinion and standpoint on it. And I just, I just, I don't understand it enough to know if I should or shouldn't. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were talking about uh oh sorry, you go ahead, Daniel. No, I don't have anything to say. Um you were talking about Australia. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've heard some crazy things about them. They um so apparently at their stores they they're only allowed like you can't go into the party section at the store because they don't want you to have store have parties. Um so like at, at their mega stores, like it's literally roped off. You know what I mean? Good grief. Uh, so like I was looking at this site from uh, from Sydney in Australia. And it talks about reasonable excuses to leave your home. And um, it talks about. You can only have certain reasons for people to come to your house and i like what what derek was saying that they have like they blocked off sections where people live and that if you come and go like the military is there to check where you're going and all of that and then see what was that like you can only travel in car in an emergency or in a compassionate reason what does that even mean (laughs) It's a gray area. You cannot cross into another local government area if it is not within five kilometers of your home. Wow. So that means you know we would we would never be go be able to see each other. Yeah. And then, um, and then look at their their facial recognition app that the government mandated that if you're if you're out past curfew further than like fifteen kilometers from your home or no five kilometers from your home. You have 15 minutes to get there and take a picture of yourself with GPS location on to prove that you're in a safe place. Wow. And like. Just, it's a, what the, WTF. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, golly. It's it's overwhelming and you know it's it's very dystopian and it's very V for vendetta, you know, like we've seen that in film and stuff, but to see it in real life and have all these freedoms taken away from these individuals is just uh gut punching. But y'all realize this is this is coming to you. I mean, this, they're trying to make this in the United States. In New York, they're doing the same type of thing. Yeah. Um if you if you want to go out to eat, you have to have a vaccine card and an ID. For some reason, that's that's not racist. But if you get ID to vote, that is racist. Yeah, that's well, weird to me. That's yeah. weird. I don't, I don't know. I've 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 had I've had constant nightmares about this precise situation for three or four weeks, and I know it's irrational, but I'm just you know I don't. I'm at the point mentally where I see things that are happening in our country and I'm like, am I going to have to literally fight for my life just to be comfortable to get a needle put in my arm? You know, I'm just, 
you know, I mean, if, 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 if somebody came to, came to our houses, everybody's house today and said, you're going to get this vaccine and there's military in your front yard, you're going to get this vaccine. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, again, for the 37th time, I've said the word skeptical, but it's just, I, I, I'm skeptical. I just I, I want more information. I str- I strive for more information, and that's what I need. And if somebody came to my house right now and beat on my door and said, you know, either you're going to take this vaccine or we're going to force you to take it, I, I I wouldn't know what I would do. I don't. I'm I'm just like what I grab a gun and protect myself and my family from the unsure, or would I give in and let the government take control of me like a communist country that I don't live in, uh, as far as the rest of the world is. Uh, prescribed, but I, I've, I have this new saying that I came up with recently. I'm sure I probably heard it somewhere and just don't recall where from, but just like, you know, uh, capitalism seems to just be communism in a shiny hat. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I was thinking about this too. It's like capitalism is we're owned by the banks and uh, instead of the government. Yeah. But are the banks not the government at this point? <laughs> they are because they control the interest rates and and um, all that. Yeah, I I think they are, and it's just like capitalism. Like we, our government are placeholders for corporations. Like I just a hundred percent believe that, and like you know the military complex. Um, there are good, amazing people in the military that genuinely want to protect our country. I know that's true. Yes. Then there is capitalism that runs the world that hires contractors and mercenaries. Like, what was that one in Iraq called? Like, Star something. Anyways, but like, there's there's several of these contracting companies that the military or, or the government pays billions and, as we know now, trillions of dollars to, you know do these ordeals that they don't really want to get their hands dirty with. Yeah. Uh And it's just, it's just money. It's all about money and it's all about making money and hoarding money and keeping money. And then like going back to like the vaccine, you know, uh, you see all these stories of how like a large percentage of people who are quote unquote unvaccinated populations are black um communities mm-hmm. and i'm like do you freaking blame them what about the tuskegee experiment what about yep. mk ultra these things are proven these things happened yep. you know and they literally test them on um black citizens of the u.s and Ooh. like you know skepticism is healthy and skepticism is a built-in mechanism to protect us from dangerous things but this is be for them like that's beyond skepticism that's uh fool me 50 times you know like and and they didn't even have a choice in the matter and and look at what the current leading party has done for decades to minorities of blacks and hispanics and immigrants and stuff we're going to take care of you we're going to take care of you and after and even right before, during, and after this current election, there has never been so many skeptical minorities in the history of time of the Democratic Party 
Because they're like, you know, they keep saying they're going to do this, do that, and they're going to take care of us, and they're going to make this happen, and they freaking don't. Yeah. They, they, they talk a big game, they win the game, and then the game's over for everybody they were playing for. It's, it's upsetting, it's disappointing, and, and you know, it, it bothers me. And I'm a straight white male, I shouldn't be bothered by nothing at all in this country. But it's, it's good just, you're bothered. Yeah, it's it's just it's frustrating and and it should be this way. You know, we will never make it to our next type number civilization living in the world we live in and I feel like those in power and the elite are is what's causing that. You know. Yeah. I I deep in my soul believe that I don't need any guns. I don't need any weapons. I don't need any defense. I should trust my fellow man to protect me as I protect them, and therefore there is no conflict. But those in power and their intent to conquer, divide, and enslave makes me feel a different way. And and so I, I blame supreme authority in my life for me being overprotective and having the mentality that I could take someone else's life to protect mine. And I don't feel that that's necessary. I don't think that I should have the mentality that if somebody comes in here and tries to hurt me or my family, that I should hurt them because I don't think that that's something that should ever happen. And I think that humanity is aware of that. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I think that mentally we're enslaved to believe that that's the inevitable is that, you need to protect yourself and you need to be violent and you need to be a bad person to be good. And, and in the end of the day, that's not true, you know, and, and we live, we live in a time with a tyrannical government and tyrannical leadership. And it's, it's very off putting because I don't, Rex. yes, I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel the way that I do. I don't want to be the way that I am. I don't, I don't want to, spend 24 hours a day with a gun attached to me and with fear attached to me, worrying that somebody's going to come and try and infringe my God-given rights. But I feel that way because of our leadership is so weak. And I'm not saying our president or our previous president or the president before that, for that matter, or any world leader in, in that situation, but just the people that prospectively run things on our planet are hurtful to our society and we don't recognize it because we we were conditioned to look up to these people and say you know well this guy's in charge because he knows what he's doing or this lady's in charge or or this group of people is making these decisions for us because they're smarter than us and at the end of the day they're not making the decisions that are best for humanity, and that's the end. That's the end of it. Is that this, humanity deserves so much more than what humanity gets? But we're conditioned yeah. to believe that we need to fear each other, we need to be divided, and we need to worry about this person or that person or this group or that group. And at the end, we we're all equal, and we, regardless of you know stature or uh, officiality, is we're all the same. Yeah. You know, who cares about race, religion, and anything? Because I don't honestly don't know anybody that's, that's just like, 
you know, if it's a person of this race, then they're they're wrong. Or if it's a person of this religion or this belief, you know, and and we live in the reddest state that ever existed. <laughs> you know, we live in the reddest state that has ever existed. Oh, okay. This is the most Republican state on the face anywhere, and and I I know tons of Republicans and I know tons of Democrats, and. We don't blame each other for our opinions or for our standpoints. We don't. Nobody's. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know a Democrat or a Republican that wants to kill the other one, or wants to harm the other one, or disgrace the other one just because they think differently. Everybody just wants the other person to have their own opinion and be happy with it. But we can't, according to our, uh, our rulers. Yeah. And, yeah. Well. It, it sucks. It hurts. It's hurtful that people feel that way about other people. Well, we should all live in harmony and in peace. My phone's dying. I love you dearly. Alrighty. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that's a great note to end it on, though, too, because I appreciate your grace and your, yeah, speaking on that, because, yeah, we, we should love each other, and these things that we even pick and choose like how we're going to discriminate towards people in certain religions, you know, like, and like, that's just ridiculous. And it's a distraction to not unite us. Yeah. And like, like Derek was saying, we, the, the second amendment was there to, for us to fight back against the government. It wasn't us for fight back. Well, it, it, it was for us to fight back against if we felt our lives were in danger, but it was mostly to um, form a, a militia if a tyrannical government was formed. So the fact that they are working so hard to convince us that we need to, that we have been using these guns to fight with other other humans, is, or I'm sorry, other uh, just other regular people. Yeah. When in reality, it's uh, it's 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 just a safety mechanism so that you can feel safe when you don't trust the government, you don't trust the people mm -hmm. um, that are telling you these things. I hundred percent agree. Yeah, and it's like it's very deliberate because if we're like you said, if we're not united, you know, then it's easier to control. Yeah. Yeah. But. With that, I guess I had more, but um, I, I guess I way over prepared. I had a third thing, but that would go for cause, it. No, 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 that would cause a whole new like couple hours of speaking, so I could save it for next time. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I think that our best thing to do is protect our peace and try to love each other more because that makes a difference, not just like our group, but like just people in general, you know, and try to extend that grace and love towards people because the fear and the anger and the violence isn't going to take us anywhere. No, nope, it's not. That's for sure. Yeah. Any closing remarks? Um, just to eat the rich. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you get truly hungry, eat the rich yeah. that sounds lovely yeah <laughs> awesome well i really enjoyed this tonight it was a lot of fun 
Yeah. And, uh, hopefully we can do it again. We need to buy Derek a charger and send him yeah. uh, the charger. That would be great. <laughs>